Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Interbalance Psychology Center. I'm your host, Dr. Don Raffa, and join with me today is my co-host, Anthony Dana. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine on uh, this, this evening, actually. It's an evening. It's an evening broadcast. Yeah, our yep. schedules are kind of crazy, so. Yeah, transitioning for this week to an evening show. So do we have a title? Do we have a Not no, yet. Really um, title, right? I'm going to, I mean, it's it's serial killers. Yeah. I was thinking about, I don't know, I don't want to get too clever where it's corny and talk <laughs> about breakfast cereal, but I'll try to come up with something that's apropos. Well, this was a combo because it just so happens I've mentioned in, a, I think last show or the one before, that I've been super addicted to watching all kinds of murder, homicidal, serial killer shows for criminal the last... Criminal Minds. Lately. I'm addicted to Criminal Minds. The uh, FBI BAU has a clinical psychologist on there. And I've started watching other shows, you know, like on Netflix, Hannibal, You, Nef- uh, Dexter. Yep. Yeah, all those shows. And it kind of led me in this path. So it's been on my mind. And you had a special request, I think, for serial killers mm-hmm. from a student or yeah, students. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was nice. Yeah. Yes, um, <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, I'm not going to say their name, but, no, no, but no. Uh, uh, they know who they are. For confidentiality. Exactly. Okay. So let's start with your quote on this. I have, okay, so mine is, no man chooses evil because it is evil. He only mistakes it for happiness, the good he seeks. And that is from Mary Shelley, mm-hmm. who penned Frankenstein. Right. What do you think that means? I think people... It's just like anybody who's evil. They they don't think they're evil. They think you're evil, yeah. you know, and, and they're, what they're doing is, you know, they think it's kind of filling a void in their life or, or it's just, um, mm-hmm. it's what they have to do. And uh, to them, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Like they, you know. I think that they um, rationalize it, you know, whether it's biopsychosocial, it's like a combination of nature nurture. They rationalize the reasons like a lot of these um, killers on the show, Grandma Minds, Obviously, they have like a sordid history, trauma history often, but they're recreating the loss or the trauma in their life and they justify it like, oh, well, I want to help people by killing them, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, if they took, you know, what, what they do by doing these, these things, these horrific things makes mm-hmm. them happy. Mm-hmm. So if they analyze themselves and say, well, th- these are bad things, but they make me happy. So what does that say about me? Mm-hmm. Well, Okay, so I'm going to kind of downplay it where it's not so bad. I, I eh, it's okay, you know, and, and, you know, to, and then all of a sudden, like you said, like they just, they, they're, I don't think they're in denial. They just calm themselves, right? I guess. I mean, so serial killers don't uh, just like, well, they're sociopaths. So it's antisocial personality disorder. They feel no guilt, no remorse, although they don't want to get caught. So they know that it's, you know, wrong, I guess. But yeah, there's no morality with them. Yeah, but they, they don't want to get caught. But like you said, like, is, aren't there like certain things that are like, you know, easy to follow? Like, I mean, if you, if like, uh, you know, or, or like uh, trends, like they only kill, you know, like certain people. Yeah. So serial killers, by the way, let me just define it real quick before yes. I do my quote. Yeah. We got so quote. there's a few, yeah, there's a few different um, definitions, but the one I landed on was the APA, actually, the American Psychological Association. An individual who repeatedly commits murders, typically with a distinct pattern in the selection of victims, location, and method. And generally, it has to be at least three people. Um, there's a signature style with the killing. And there's often a stressor 
you know, it stresses, there's like a stressor, like a, I don't know, just like we all get stressed out about like certain transitions, get fired, maybe separation, divorce, um, the loss in some way, grief. But yeah, there's a, there's a style and often they're recreating something in their life. Like they might go after brunette women because their mom was brunette. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> or they might, you know, like, ha- like suffocate or drown someone because of their own fears. There's usually reasoning behind it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad there's reasoning that they're not just going well, off. You yeah. Know, you know. Yeah. It's generally calculated. It's not necessarily impulsive or out of rage. There's anger. Okay. So your quote. So mine is by a fictitious character. <laughs> so I, I counted it. We've all got both light and dark inside of us. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. And that serious black from Harry Potter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite characters. It's a, it's a good quote. And it's a good quote. What do you think about um, that quote? I think I remember him saying that to Harry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, we all have, you know, we all have, what does he say, the good and the light. And uh, it just depends on... Um, the darkness and the light. You know, the darkness and the light. And depends on um, which um, which one you choose or like... Uh, or nurture or feed. The, the wolves, right? Uh, which, which wolf you feed. <sighs> Right. The Native American quote that's reminded me of that was um, there's a, a battle. I'm butchering it, but it's a battle inside of us with a of us with a, a good wolf and a bad wolf, I guess. And um, it's just a matter of which one, which one wins is whichever one we feed, whichever one we. But I remember here um, psychologists and I, I, I think I drive you nuts uh, mentioning this person, although, you know, you, you don't hate him. No. I think it's just because I, I say him over and over <laughs> I know. again. So, Mr. Um, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of other psychologists agree. And I think, you know, like, it's good to have that dark side. You have to have that dark side in you. The shadow. The shadow. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what's that? Young, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, young, young. Young, young. Um, because if not, you know, you're, you're just the fact that you are capable of chaos and that you can control it. You know, it's like, that's good that you're, that way you're not a mark all your life, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, as long as long as you keep it at bay, and then when you have to, you know, get your hands dirty once in a while, not as dirty as these gentlemen. Right. Not, not necessarily <laughs> to the point of murder and serial murder and stuff like that. Right. And, but yeah, I think what we, we think about it is a combination of genetics, you know, and then nurture uh, as well. Something in the environment, socially or psychologically um, that occurs with an individual to kind of make this, I guess, triad basically mm-hmm. of this type of um, person. So statistically, 90% are white men. Female serial killers are rare, and we'll touch on that later. They're often sexual sadists, and they get a sexual release from the murders. So they do it with a different motive. Sometimes, I guess, they, they reenact, like I said, these scenarios where they have power and they have control because they may be impotent, supposedly. Now, According to the BAU we're, on now, the show. We have a list of serial killers. Were any of them documented as being just that? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I didn't, now that there's there wasn't a, much I could find other than just the same stuff over and over. Because that would that would if they I mean, were. I'm not saying it makes sense, but that's a connection at least. Like you can There's a connection between them. Yeah. Yeah. And often and I again I have no idea why it's mostly white men. There are other, you know, non, non-Caucasian non men that commit these serial murders. Well, let's too. first of all say, not as documented, the, the, you know, the, the, I mean, come on. They're like, not a dime a dozen. It's not like they're all Also the other place. countries, like, come on, like the drug cartel, <laughs> like they're murderers, but that gets for a different reason well, in other countries. You know what? It, I, don't, I don't think we really researched this, but now I'm no. thinking about it. 
is it an American thing? I mean, we did come across killers. a couple yeah. like foreign, like mostly mm-hmm. European um, mm-hmm. serial killers, but right. you know, who are the biggies? I mean, they're all, they're all American. They tend to be all American. Yeah. Right? Yep. Right. So the traits that um, are pretty common um, in childhood are fire setting behaviors, torturing animals, mm. and then bedwetting after age 12 tends to be a common theme. They often have issues with predatory behavior, impulsivity, sensation seeking, obviously antisocial behavior. Sometimes as children, they're diagnosed with conduct disorder. Um, and then that turns into antisocial personality disorder by the time they're adults. Um, so just thinking about my brother during that, because he used to brother? love watching fires. Right. We used to burn our trash in our backyard. Oh yeah, but there's a curiosity it though. It was the 70s because that's just what people did. Well, back, yeah. Back and then, so yeah. sorry, everybody who's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, don't, I don't do that anymore. And nobody I know does that, but... Yeah. But um, he used to, yeah, and he was very, very antisocial as well. It makes me wonder now. Makes yeah. you wonder. Makes you wonder so, about some people like, hey. We had, um, in my first job out of grad school as a master's level clinician, I worked for an agency and we had a lot of like workshops and continuing ed- education. And there was a female fire captain chief and she specialized in this. So she gave us a lot of great detail on and a little chart that we referenced because mm-hmm. a lot of the kids we work with had a lot of um, conduct issues and there is a natural curiosity with fire that kids have or we have, but it's just the difference between deliberate fire setting, mm. non-accidental. There was a case we worked on where there was a kid that set a fire to his family's bed. That's not accidental. Were they, were they sleeping <laughs> uh-uh. in it? No, he didn't murder them. Okay. No, nope. But it was like <clears throat> deliberate places in the house that he set fires, you know? Mm. So that's you know, a red flag, I'd say. But just fascination with fire. I mean, I like fire. I like looking at the fire pit and the I, I like it when I'm too. cold. And yeah, a, it scares me, though. It's in a fireplace. It scares me. Where yeah. it belongs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It scares me. So right. significant family history, often of trauma or abuse. One thing they have in common is incapable of empathy or remorse. They're often very, they're often pretty intelligent and calculating. Mm-hmm. Men, serial killers tend to hunt their victims. Very animalistic where female serial killers do not. They often kill people who they know. Okay. Um, there is some calculation involved, but it's generally with caregiving, like children, they kill their children pretty mm. often, 50%, I think it was, I don't know. And, um, or their spouse and their motives are different. Their motives aren't for torture, you know, male serial killers often torture their victims, rape and torture their victims, dismember them, use violent ways of killing Right. Them? Well, with the women, it's personal, and I mean, if it's if it's a if it's a, if it's a spouse, I mean, it's usually I mean, for financial gain or maybe revenge or something like that. But it's generally in more passive ways, I guess, with poison or asphyxiation or maybe smoke inhalation or pills. Where I think, and I think I read this too, maybe there's more female serial killers out there. They just, just never really know. got caught. So good at. It. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't makes have, it look like an accident. They don't have to put an exclamation point after every kill like the guys do. <laughs> well, it's obvious when there's dismembered people or tortured right, people right, that right. there's it's a victim like, oh, of homicide. Yes. It might fly under the radar. You know, it could have been poison. It could have been something else. The, the autopsy doesn't really show what it is. And... Yeah. Yeah. It could be some subtle way, right? So. So I, I suggested we start off with. Um, famous people the, the rock star but he yeah the he more I, the, again the more i read about him and compared to the other serial killers and i know he's like technically not one he's kind of it's it's a gray area so 
um, up for debate. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. And actually, we were just watching well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, mm-hmm. not that long ago. And of course, you know, the ending was uh, revised history, of course. Uh, you know, Charles Manson's followers killed. Uh, they get killed. Yeah. Well, Sharon Tate and four others in Hollywood Hills. And then I think the next night, they killed another couple until they were apprehended. Now, I think what fascinates everybody about Charles Manson over the other ones is Hollywood, mm-hmm. a famous person, mm-hmm. um, Hollywood killed. Hills. She's pregnant. Too, it, it's, he has a cult. So, yeah, she's, yeah. I mean, and then also a she's an up and coming actress. She's, she's, she's pretty, she's pregnant, famous husband. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, the cult, like he mm-hmm. basically, he, he, he told them to Convinced do it them. and yeah. they did it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that's some power. It is a lot of power even though technically he didn't do it himself. So I don't know where he lies on the continuum of serial killers. I mean, he's evil. I'd say he's pretty evil. Um, he has children. You know, I looked yeah, at his children. Yeah. So a couple of his children have his name. I wouldn't want to have his name. Well. Like literally his name, Charles Manson. And then there's Charles Manson. They got a lot of, I mean, they, they got big shoes to fill. I mean, if they want to be like their old man. What? You know, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they start with a cult. I name. mean, you know, hey, you know, I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, well, it's reminding me, and this is off topic a little, Hitler technically didn't kill anybody but he probably is on the evil continuum i uh, imagine he gave a lot of orders. I mean, <laughs> yes. you know, right and where does it lie so we're speaking of just serial killers for these reasons but yes there's other kinds of murderers out there that give orders so charles manson definitely would say on the evil spectrum right oh yeah yeah definitely um, yeah and he died he died a couple years ago not, actually, that, long not ago. that long ago in, in prison in prison yeah but now let's go with the, the, the so you know let's let's talk about the the serial killers who actually got their hands dirty, right? Right. And the first one that you have here on the list is Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So a lot of these serial killers are kind of older, older meaning historically older. Mm-hmm. He was in London and in 1888 murdered five women, all prostitutes, mutilated their corpses. They surmised they never caught this man. They surmised he was a surgeon or a butcher, based on someone. You know, someone's killed with a scalpel. And there's are a lot of um, copycat. Yeah. And also copycat too. never been identified. And the killer mocked the community and the police by sending letters outlining the acts. So um, that guy never got caught. I assume he's dead now since that was 1888. And uh, by the way, men get these like scary names, Jack the Ripper, where women get Corny names, women serial killers. I just Googled Mm -hmm. forensic scientists say Mm -hmm. they have finally fingered the identity of Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Um, It says here, the notorious serial killer who terrorized the streets of London more than a century ago. Genetic tests published this week point to Aaron Kosminski, a 23-year-old Polish barber and a prime police suspect at the time. How do you, yeah, I wonder how you identify someone after they're dead because there's uh, no DNA testing back then, right? Uh, not back then, but there, there, there is now. So maybe they. they yeah, I mean, I, I remember. Um, Although it doesn't really matter because he's dead, but I yeah, guess, I mean, but just I to, guess for peace of mind that they caught him and send it with going unsolved. Yeah, because um, nobody likes unsolved mysteries, right? No, I'm sure you know a um, you know a, a journalist some of some sort coined the phrase Jack the Ripper, and it just. Uh, Interesting. Yes, you know. Well, I guess because he, you know, ripped people apart. Yeah, that's why. I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, 
we don't want to we don't know this person to really look at his background at the time. So we yeah. don't know anything about yeah, his history. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he's a mystery. Okay, so the next mm. next on our list is Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. So he doesn't fit the profile generally of murdering women, where most of these individuals murder women, although there could have been a sexual component, I think. Well, he was homosexual, wasn't he? I believe he was, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. He started killing in 1978 at 18 years old and wasn't arrested until 1991. He generally found um, killed men mm -hmm. of color. So only he, only of color. It doesn't say only. It okay. said mostly. Okay. So seventeen people, mostly young men of color. Was he? Was there like some? Was he like a racist, or was there some kind of connection there? Was a white supremacist? What? And murder? Like, I mean, why, I mean, like, uh, you know, why oh, is he I only killing you know people of color? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Then there's that too. I don't know. I, I, hey, I don't know what makes this guy tick. <laughs> Yeah, you I don't know. know. Good question. You can see all, why I didn't go into well, uh, it was in law Milwaukee. enforcement. It was in Milwaukee. Is that all? Is that all you could find? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, Midwest. Milwaukee. I thought he was farther out, but okay. Yeah, that is, it's still Midwest. Yeah. He was his home was in Milwaukee, in Wisconsin, which I would think there'd be more. Was he the one they found in the backyard? Bodies in the backyard? I think so. Well, there were mutilated bodies and body parts strewn across the apartment, so he saved them. That's another thing. Men oh. generally save trophies. Yes. Other victims. It could be hair. It could be a body part. It could be saving the whole corpse to some mm. degree. So I think he had them in refrigerators too, and maybe in the backyard. So he served time in prison twice. The first time for molestation. Okay. And the second for murder. And he was killed by a fellow inmate in 1994. Okay. So good question. We don't you know. I don't know his background. A lot of the stuff I found didn't really tell me a profile. I was really expecting a good FBI profile, because that's what they do on the show is they profile. Okay. I wouldn't want that job, really. You think? I mean, they all have pe vicarious PTSD and oh, the trauma really? themselves. And yeah, I wouldn't want that job. Although I guess it's important. Yeah, really somebody's got to do it. But really wouldn't want that Somebody job. else. Yeah. Tell us about Harold Shipman. Okay. So Harold Shipman was known as Dr. Death. So he was believed to have killed at least 218 patients. So he supposedly was the most... Uh, or the serial killer that killed the most, quote unquote, because some of these people kill, you know, like six people or 17 people. So that's a lot. Right. Although they think it's closer to 250. The doctor practiced in London. So he was from London and was between, wow, 1972, 1998, or I'm sorry. Yes, 1998. He wasn't caught until a red flag was raised by several people, including an undertaker who was surprised by the sheer number of cremation certificates mm -hmm. he was part of. <laughs> Along with the fact that most of the cases were elderly women mm. found to have died in bed, not at night, but rather during the day, Shipman kept killing until he got greedy and tried to connect a will for a victim that named him beneficiary, which led the victim's daughter to become suspicious. He was finally convicted in 2000 and he committed suicide while in prison, which is sometimes rare. These individuals committing suicide, I think. Um, so or they don't feel remorse. You know, or somebody mm. took care of it and called it suicide. True. You know. Yes, they call it suicide. So he was called Dr. Death. Um, it took a long, that's a long spree, 1972 to 1998. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're a professional, you know, yeah, when, know. You're, when you're a doctor, you can say just how he killed him. get away with a lot of things and do what you yeah. want. Get some power with yes. that. Yes. Right? doesn't say how he killed him. I imagine some maybe injections of some kind. No. All right. Who you got next? John Wayne Gacy. This guy has three names. Which is pretty common. Well, I've, I've always had a theory about 
don't trust people with three names. <laughs> three names there John names. Wilkes Booth, uh-huh. Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. David, uh, who's the guy who killed uh, John Lennon? Mark David Chapman. Yeah. James Earl Ray killed Martin Luther King. Yeah. You know, like, and yep. now here's John Wayne. guys. So he was a construction worker and he was known to be kind of outgoing, I guess. And he was involved in politics. He was a clown for birthday parties, although he was no clown. Um, he was no Fisbo. <laughs> he was no Fisbo. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So he, he took boys. Um, he abducted boys. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I know. So they found him after they had a search warrant, gaining access to his home with the smell of nearly 30 bodies buried in a four foot crawl space under his home. He was convicted of 33 counts of murder with additional counts of rape and torture and was executed by lethal injection in 1994. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he was always a clown, you know, if that's how he lured. Because sometimes these individuals, they lure you in. They look very charming and attractive or... The, the episode I just watched today was this man acting like um, there was a dead cat. Okay. A cat got hit by a car or like a little kid or it's someone familiar maybe to, to these people to a degree. So he did know? parties though. I mean, is that like, and then that's how he made connections the or. Yeah. And then he went off with the kids. Mm. I don't know. Or like, weird. I know where you live and like, I'm going to see if you're outside. In your well, yard. I shouldn't I, trust a clown. Well, first of all, I cl- clowns, I never, I never did understand the whole fascination with clowns. And I yeah. mean, ever. Before this was in 1978. It. Yeah. Yeah. Before it. Kids, I guess, were naive in 1978 with clowns. Now they have stranger danger. You know, do people have clowns at birthday parties? I guess they. Uh, I, could, I, could, I was, <laughs> do, I haven't been to know? one. Again, when, you know, when my kids were at that age, we were always going to parties. They're scary. I think we had somebody, we had a magician once. Yeah. There was somebody's party had a magician or something like that. That was the extent of it. Yeah. Magician or princesses. Or right. Something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess stay away from clowns is the takeaway. Stay away take from away. The clowns and yeah. um, <laughs> stay away from Dr. Death. Right. And, and Charles Manson. And stay away from H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes. So this was in American Killer, Chicago. So he was pretty haunting because he turned his hotel into a torture castle. 1893, he started outfitting a hotel. He had secret passages, trap doors, hallways to dead ends, shoots to the basement, soundproof padding, torture devices strewn through mazes. What was his profession? I don't know. A pharmacist. Okay. Yeah. He's a pharmacist. This kind of reminds me of Saw, but... Yeah. The, like this, know. This. I mean, somebody write a, write a screenplay. This mm-hmm. could be like the next franchise. The gas allowed him to knock out his guests before the worst of what was to happen on his surgical tables, even though he was a pharmacist. He then burned the bodies in the building's furnace selling skeletons to medical schools and running life insurance scans. Uh, He's just having a ball. He just used all of it. This is in Chicago? Yeah, in Chicago. He um, copped to more than 30 murders only after a fellow scammer turned him in for falling short on a financial agreement and he was hanged in 1896. should bring back hangings. You think? Yeah. Sends a message. It does. Instead of the lethal injection. Yeah, it's like, you know. Bring back hangings. On a courthouse lawn. Oh, leave them there for a day or two. <laughs> Let everybody, you know, get the stench going. They really, you know, send a message to everybody you know, to if, knock it off. I wonder if there's any statistics in criminology where that actually decreased murders because it was, you know, <laughs> frowned. Like, oh, wow, I don't want that to happen to me. I'm not going to murder. You know what? Yeah, but people, pe- people do mm-hmm. want, like, oh, God, I don't want people looking at You're dead. Who cares? But mm-hmm. I bet you people would That's obsess insane. over that. Yeah. You know. Public humiliation. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Pedro 
Lopez. Right. So Pedro Lopez obviously is not Caucasian. Um, you don't know that. Well, it says he. he okay. Now we, okay. <laughs> now it's official. I'm staring at Okay. One of the world's most prolific serial killers. Could have been adopted. Uh, Pedro Lopez, maybe. Okay. Pedro Lopez is linked to more than 300 murders in his native Colombia and in Ecuador and Peru. That's a lot of murders. At least one third of those murders were tribal women. After his arrest in 1980, police found the graves of more than 50 of his preteen victims. He was later convicted of murdering 110 girls in Ecuador. That's a lot. Okay, so, and only girls, right? Only girls, okay. yeah. Like I said, signature style. And confessed 240 more in Colombia and Peru. He was coined the monster of the Andes. He didn't even spend 20 years in prison. Ew. And he was released in 1998 for good behavior. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. What country is this? Colombia? I don't know where he was tried. He was either Colombia, I guess Colombia, right? He's extradited there. Well, you know, the, pop, the overpopulation he, of prisons. And he copped up to, he killed people in Ecuador and Peru. So he might still be out there. Oh my God. The only thing I like from Colombia is coffee beans. And Gloria. And Gloria. And yes, Gloria. and Gloria is great for me too. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy loved the attention his murders uh, garnered him. So they made a few movies recently about him. One of which Zac Efron was in and did a very good job of portraying him. He was a handsome guy. That's how he lured women in. Again, uh, signature style with college-age women. From Washington and Oregon all the way up to Utah and Colorado. He was once arrested in Colorado after being convicted of kidnapping. But he escaped custody, moving to Florida, where he killed multiple times more. His final arrest captured the attention of the nation as the accused murder acted as his own lawyer during what is to believe to have been the first televised murder trial. He was very charismatic and, you know, he didn't do a very good job. I think that's perfect was, casting because Zac Efron has been, yeah. he, he, he is a lady killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And when was he? Um, he was executed. Excuse- in an electric chair in 1989. Okay. So he did not do a good job of defending himself. Yeah, they say. always tell you, even if you are a lawyer, don't defend yourself. Yeah. Get legal counsel get legal. and get somebody to do it for you. Right. So moving in real quick to female serial killers. So like I said, they're often the quiet killers. They don't butcher or torture. They prefer poison in 50% of all cases, smothering to conspicuous knives and guns. They also tend to draw less attention because they kill at home or at work. Again, they kill people who they know, and they don't really hunt their victims. They know their victims. They might have premeditation on killing them for financial gain. Um, and the contrast is motive. Most men kill for sexual pleasure and control, the most infamous being Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy. And the woman that broke the uh, mold, so to speak, was Aileen Warnos. She used to shoot men point blank range as opposed to as opposed to you know poisoning them and women tend to fall into seven archetypes i don't know what they are i only found two the black widow there's movies on that yes killing spouses relatives and friends and the angel of death killing those under their care oh yes. like that nurse you yeah about that nurse yeah poisoning um people and marrying a bunch of people that's kind of a combo of a black widow and you're kind of two things yeah right well when when you get married and you kill your family but then when you take care of somebody and then you get a new family yeah and then you know you go out you go out and you're back out you know on Mm -hmm. um 
uh, J-Date or whatever. J-Date? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Insights. But so I wanted to, so I, I, I'll try to answer It's that. something that is just, um, I guess, uh, an observation of mine because everybody is obsessed with serial killers. If it's a documentary, people will watch it. If mm-hmm. it's a movie based on a serial killer, or if it's like you said, I mean, we just went over, uh, you know, um, a bunch, of shows a bunch yeah, a bevy of shows that that you know celebrate serial killers, but they're good serial killers, or or they well, they're Dexter. they're misunderstood, right? Well, that's only Dexter, right? What well, well, Dexter? You is yeah. uh, people kind of you like, like that guy? I, really? Some of them do. Some of them like him. Hannibal. I did not like Hannibal. I didn't feel bad for, although I know I have to you, know, you haven't seen his backstory. I know. And, and I have, and, I, and, and, and Christian, if you're listening, I know I got to watch that movie. Uh, you told me a long time ago. But, the Hannibal uh, backstory. Yeah, the Hannibal okay. backstory. So yeah. I might have some empathy for the man that eats people. Well, you, you're, you're just going to understand. Well, I, I can understand yeah. as a psychologist, there's but, some empathy from my end to a degree. It doesn't justify okay, so, but So getting back to my point. So, yeah. so okay, the, the American public, right. serial killers, fascinated by it. Mafia, fascinated by it. Yeah. Like all these horrific, terrible things mm-hmm. we are fascinated by. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with us? <laughs> I guess because it's outside of the norm and we like being, you know, fascinated by the story and the uniqueness of it and the, the horrificness of it, as opposed to the good stuff. Like we get bored. We look at the news. 98% of it is bad stuff. And we, we watch, I don't watch it because I hate the news. But, but, why, like, so, but yeah, but that's another good example. Like the news, right. like, you know, we don't want to see the last the two minutes if it of bleeds, good stuff. It leads, right? Right. We don't want to see the good stories about, you know, the Good Samaritan or the cat show or something like we want to see the bad stuff. Or when that, at the San Diego Zoo, when Ron Burgundy um, and... Uh, oh, with the baby Yeah, panda. with the baby, what was it? Baby, it was a panda. It was a baby panda. Big yeah. news at the San Diego Zoo. That's very rare. And what was her name? Corningstone? <laughs> Veronica. Veronica Corningstone. Yeah. They were a great team. They anyway, <laughs> I digress. So I don't, I mean, we're just fascinated with, you know, like these stories, like with mutilation and murder and solving it and what... What makes these people tick and what's behind? What was the, the guy, story? the guy who was uh, the Olympic runner from South Africa with no legs and killed his girlfriend? I don't know. You don't remember that? I, okay. What? No legs and killed his girlfriend? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he was like, oh, I, I will, we'll come back to me later. We'll, well, I'll mention it on the next, on the other show. Yeah. So he wasn't, show. he wasn't a serial killer. No, but he just killed his girlfriend. Thing. Yeah. And you know. So the difference with the yeah, murderers, murderers, it's often, um, it's late, I guess, everybody. More, I'm sorry. It is. It's impulsive and the serial killers plot it out and they have, like I said, a very pattern of behaviors, a profile and a signature style. That's probably how they get caught. I imagine instead of a one-off, I'm going to murder you in the heat of passion or, you know, shoot you because I'm jealous of your boyfriend, whatever. So I guess that's what it is. It's like the darkness we're fascinated with, even, you know, we have our own darkness. We don't want to act on it. You know, so it's still fascinating. Oscar mm-hmm. Pistorius, yeah, I don't know. Olympic runner convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he only killed one person. Yeah, right. So male serial killers target, you know, have a targeted stranger often. It might not be people they know. And like I said, they stalk them. The motive 75% of the time is sexual. And with women, it's not that way. So you're right. We're just fascinated with these these individuals, which is why I guess it sells movies. Although the Quentin Tarantino movie was great because he did change the ending 
Yeah. That was just, that was nice. Like I did, we all probably wished it was true. Yeah. Yeah. It actually was no, you, you, you actually felt good. And even, I mean, you just kind of forget about the reality and, and that's what you're supposed to do in a movie theater anyway, is like get escape in, reality. Right. So you did a good job. Little, yeah. So probably why I'm addicted to watching all this stuff. Although I have to say, at least with Criminal Minds, there's 15 seasons, I think. That is psychology. So it's a little bit better. So, so a lot happens in an hour. What should we notice? Like if there's a, like, well, if, if there's somebody, you know, um, they're setting fires. To like, animals. yeah, it's like, so we need to watch out for, they're killing animals. They're setting fires. Um, uh-huh. they're antisocial. Well, they could be, no, antisocial. They're white males. <laughs> <laughs> they wet their bed. How would you they know wet that? Their bed. Well, how do you know that? Right. How do you know yeah, that? It's like, well, even torturing animals, it's not always obvious that they're torturing them. So there was a book that I read that started this fascination, fascination, I don't know, like six years ago, Confessions of a Sociopath. And the author is unknown because she, it's her autobiography, basically. It's a female sociopath. Okay. And she's an attorney. She was an attorney. And she's anonymous when she writes the book, which is very rare. Now, the thing about the book, though, is she, did, she didn't kill anyone. She thought about it. And I was really angry by the time I finished the book. Oh. This person actually existed. She did torture animals. I think she was fascinated with setting fires. I don't know about the bedwetting, but she got away with the thrill of Think manipulating. Yeah. She thought about homicide. She never acted on it. Again, I guess because she was female. But statistically, which is a little scary, one in 25 people fit the criteria for antisocial personality disorder. They may never act on the homicidal tendencies, but they think of it. Well, hey, she, the she, right trigger, they might they she, might do it. Right? She passed the bar. I mean, heck, I wouldn't want she to jeopardize my career. Well, she stopped being a lawyer because she was bored. <sighs> yeah, okay. She had a lot of risk-taking behaviors and impulsivity, and she got off on manipulating people. So these individuals I may have mentioned before often lurk. Again, not serial killers. This is kind of related. In society as very intelligent, charismatic men and women, high positions in you know doctors, lawyers, CEOs, so I thought about that and I was like creeped out at the mall because I'm like, okay, one in 25 people have antisocial personality disorder in this mall. So now I don't go to the mall. Well, That's not the only reason I don't go. Well, it could be anywhere. So you just should be anywhere. Know. So we can have just, you, yeah. I'll use that CBT rationale and just never go anywhere. I mean, if, because if one in 25 people. Or you could just live your life and, and mind your own business. And, <laughs> and hopefully know. I'm not a victim. Yeah. So. And watch your back. I know. So I've been having weird dreams because I've been watching. And I've been good for three seasons and I haven't had any weird dreams with the FBI show, The Criminal Mind. Now I'm starting to have weird dreams. It's sinking into my dreams. But maybe you need to take a break. From maybe. Them. I know. But guess what? I watched Ozark. I finished the new season. Okay. That's just money laundering. There's nothing. It, well, there's murder in there too. And well, Jason okay. Bateman's my favorite. So. Yeah. Well. But now I have anything else to watch. So. All Maybe right. not before bed. Okay, we need suggestions on, on the TV <laughs> show for Dr. Shows. Rafa. Dr. Rafa needs some Netflix, Hulu, Peacock. What else? Amazon Prime. What else? HB, HB, HBO well, we, Max. We got to get back in that watch American, American Gods. Gods. American Gods is great. Yeah, I like American Gods. Yeah. All right. So what did we learn today? What's our summary? White men are serial. Some, most, some white men. <laughs> most, most serial, white killers, men? Are, most serial no. killers are white men. They have a sexual, they get a sexual release, not literally, they might necessarily, literally, they I don't know, I think um, they when they do this. They could, um, or they rape their victims. They are. They often abuse themselves. They, they're often abused, yes. Doesn't mean if you're, you know, a child is abused, they're going to then become one. It just fits no, the profile. It's just, but, but you're, 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 
yeah. you're increasing the odds. So you never you know. Increase the odds, yeah. the nature nurture thing. Yeah. So uh, when they did um, fMRI studies of, I think we talked about this on the diagnosis show of antisocial personality disorder individuals, they actually have a different brain makeup and their um, amygdala, I think, is smaller or it doesn't function the same way, I forget, as the rest of us. And that is the um, emotional center of our mind. So that's, they don't experience They have no empathy. empathy. They, they just yeah. don't feel. Yeah. It either was, it, I don't know, something about it was either smaller or it just didn't function the same way as, you know, non-antisocial personality disorder. So there's something chemical, you know, something biological with their, their brain. So we can all just get fMRIs. And that know, way, yeah. And we, can, and we can see what kind of brains we have. Why not? Let's go do that. Let's get one. Yeah, that's, well, you know, the government <laughs> should just make that. Funding for that. Funding for that. You yeah. Know. And PET scans to rule out any kind of like, you know, diseases. We yeah. can spend the money on that. Okay. Let's get on that. All right. So as always, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Email us if you have any questions at info at innerbalancepsychology.com. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm.